1: Hello, and welcome to the Jimmy Star Show, bringing <laughs> you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. Yee uh, There
2: seems we go. A high or something. Okay.
1: Hey, what's up? Is this, can you guys hear me okay? Just We're getting, getting our
2: mics worked out. Okay. Yeah. Shorter. I don't know, it just You'll- seems funny. Okay. There you go. Hey, everybody. Hey. Yeah, it is shorter. You're like hunched over it. Well, I
1: was, it was higher and then I lowered it. Okay. Man okay. handled that thing. There, there we go. go. Um, so welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. Before we get started, let me introduce my cool co-host starting off with the diva of Cool Drew Albright.
2: Hey, cool people everywhere.
1: Welcome. We have a good show today. Then we have the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Mm, Jimmy Star. We meet again, Jimmy Star. Yeah, fine. <laughs> Like a bag of dicks. Five dollar. Five dollar. Oh, Five dollar.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Gee>, good deal.
1: <laughs> then we've got our cool cat of film who will be calling in, in a little bit. If as all you guys know, emerging past teaser trailers coming out Friday. He's in the he's in the uh, editing room working on the trailer. He will be calling in in a little bit, and that is our king of cool cat of film. Mr. Thomas Churchill. Yay! Uh, yay.
2: <laughs> How you doing? How you doing? How That's you right. doing? Yeah, so do he'll it. Yes, be calling in it.
1: a little bit. And everybody, That's what
2: Churchill sounds like to me.
1: Everybody knows that the uh, Emerging Past recut is getting ready to come out for the fall, and the actual trailer, uh, teaser trailer is going to come out on Friday on spookshow.tv, and uh, it's going to be totally, totally amazing. It's awesome. I've seen the artwork. I've seen the trailer. Everybody's going to really, really like love it.
2: Yes, and that is Thomas Churchill's film. That's right, that's Thomas tie-in. Churchill's
1: firm, film, "Emerging Past," and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, and I can't wait for it all going. And
2: that's the way it goes. Yes, very we excited. Have Joanne in the chat room, and she says, "Balls, balls!" In, in honor of Thomas Churchill. There you go, Joanna McIntyre. What's up, and
1: everybody in the chat room? Is Shelly in the chat room? Shelly is in the chat room. Shelly, meet Joanna. <laughs> <laughs> they get on famously. There you go. Shelly, we're happy to see you. Joanne and you guys are awesome. I hope everybody's ready. We're going to have an awesome show. We have uh, awesome musical guests. And then we've got Steve Gutenberg and Steve, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but we're going to say Lem or Lemmy. I think it's Lemmy. My vote is for Lemmy. Okay, Steve That's Lemmy. more fun. They're both hilarious, awesome, accomplished actors. And we're going to have a freaking blast. And they're in a new movie called I Heart Shaky. And uh, the movie looks really cute. It's like a family film. And so I think we're going to have an absolute blast.
2: Yeah. Totally.
1: Absolutely. And Sir Chad, how are you? I'm doing great, Jimmy Star. There you go. Look at that, how he pops in like that. And we also <laughs> want to tell everybody to uh, check out ExposureTheMovie.net. That's the actual uh, film that we shot here at the W4CY studios last week.
2: Yes. And that's the preview for it. It'll be coming out, I guess, in the fall. That was really fun. That was really a trip.
1: Yeah, it was fun.
2: Because uh, we shot the movie and we were live on the radio while we were shooting our scene. And so you got to hear the rehearsal and all the behind the scenes stuff of blocking and everything. It was really fun. I thought it was too. I had a blast. Yes. Totally digging it. Yes. And, and I was awesome. I had a great line. It was, what's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> and, and I am an acting genius. I was very believable. <laughs> what's up with that? Hey, man, what's up with that?
1: I forgot my... uh, What was my line? My my big word? I forgot.
2: Yours was quarantine. Quarantine. That's it. Quarantine? What do you mean? (laughs) Did you just
1: say quarantine?
2: (laughs) Yeah. It was really fun.
1: I'm like, oh, and we also want to give a shout out to Victor and Miss Mary if they're in the uh, chat room. I don't know if they're in the chat room, but I'm sure they're listening since uh,
2: they just tweeted me. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go. (gasps) Yeah, they might be in the chat room. I can't see them yet, but there's a lot of guests in there, so... If uh, anybody, too, who's in the chat room, you can sign in with your real name with uh, Facebook and Twitter. You just go to the bottom right-hand corner of the chat, and it lets you sign in. There you go. There you go. Freaking awesome. Awesome. I'm loving every
1: minute of it. Everything is fun. We're having a freaking blast, and we want to uh, thank one of our new sponsors, ConnectShot, while we're waiting for our first caller, and ConnectShot is basically like the new social network for people in the entertainment industry. It costs $4.95 a month to be a member, and you go to www.connectshot.com, and if you're a musician, they'll shop your record to record labels or try to get your songs on soundtracks or tribute albums if you've recorded any cover songs. Um... If you're an actor, there's acting gigs. If you're a clothing designer, there's like things that you can get involved with to be costume designer on movies. Um, and plus, it's just a cool social network. Like Gregory Abbott just joined it. He's like a you know a 10 million multi platinum you know selling recording artist. He's on there. I don't know. There's a lot of like really cool people. It's so much fun. I'm having a blast.
2: Yeah, Anison is on there. Anison, that's the band that uh, we had on a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and. Um Yeah, so you can go to ConnectShot.com and uh, like Jimmy Starr said, there's like so many resources and so it doesn't matter if you're like uh, above the line in the entertainment industry, below the line for cinematographers and makeup artists, they've got opportunities for everybody and the resource is really amazing and then the other thing is it's a network and so you get to network with all the people in the network and uh, you get to make your own opportunities as well, which... Uh, here at the Jimmy Star Show, like I think that's where it's at. You and know, there's tons of, your own way. There's all kinds
1: of castings and stuff on there that updated from all over the country. So like you can like submit yourself to all different kinds of like auditions and movies and TV shows and stuff like that. It's really cool.
2: Yeah, and when you join, add me. I'm Drew Albright on there. Jimmy Star is Jimmy Star on there, and Thomas Churchill is on there too.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think it's cool. And follow them on Twitter. It's at ConnectShot at C O N N E C T S H O T. Yes, I started following them. Yes. So, like, it.
2: I'm liking this whole freaking Twitter thing. Like, now that you told me to tweet more, like, I'm getting more followers and I like it.
1: Twitter is the bomb. And we meet so many cool people on Twitter, it's not even funny.
2: Yeah. Actually, we've met
1: our our guest who's going to be calling in any minute. Actually, I met on Twitter.
2: Oh, yeah, right. Right.
1: And uh, now I'm following Steve Lem and Stephen, Lemmy and Steve Gutenberg on Twitter.
2: Yeah, I was like – I was almost in a way surprised that Steve Gutenberg has a Twitter, but he has a good one.
1: Yeah, and last week's guest, Roger Grubbs and Michael T. Williamson, I got them on Twitter. I met them on Twitter. Yeah. I love Twitter. Chad, are you on Twitter? I'm not tweeting. <laughs> but I do have a caller for you. <laughs> okay, good.
0: Hello. Hello, and welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. Hello.
1: Hello. Hey. Jimmy Star. Yeah. <laughs> we can hear a lot of stuff in the background there. Hello. Yeah, I know.
0: that. Come, that's coming from um, my manager's phone. Okay. Hey.
1: <laughs> how you doing? I need
0: to turn that down. How are you? I'm great. How are you?
1: Good. Can you tell us how we properly pronounce your name so we don't mess it up to like hundreds of thousands of people? <laughs> Makeda, Makeda story. See, I would have gotten that wrong, so I am very happy that you said that. Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show, Makeda story. Woo! <laughs> so make sure Thanks you. Sp- for having me. Uh, we're very excited. Make sure you speak up so we can hear you. And before we get started, I am going to introduce you uh, to my co-hosts on the show. Starting off with the diva of cool,
2: Drew Albright. Makeda! I'm so glad, too, because I would have gotten the name wrong, too. And so uh, it's beautiful, though. And for everybody out there, it's M-A-K-E-D-A, which is uh, also a great spelling. Yeah, the
0: E sounds like
2: an A. Yeah, there you go. Makeda.
0: Yeah.
2: I think it's awesome. It's beautiful.
0: A lot of people get it wrong, and I'll have to tell them Makeda.
1: There you go. So doesn't that work that we asked first before we embarrassed ourselves? (laughs)
0: I'm glad you did. We're kind of smart. So So then,
1: also, we've got the man behind the boards at the at the radio station. His name is Chad Murphy. What's
3: the story, Makeda? How are you? Hi,
4: Chad. Great.
1: (laughs) So tell us, where are you calling us from? What's what's what what uh, state are you calling Um, us from?
0: Right now, right now I'm in New York. Okay, New York City. Awesome! Yeah,
1: and uh, you're out promoting your new. You're promoting your new single. Yes, and we're very.
0: It's a a, a song that I want to put put out there, like a like for promotion, just kind of like I don't want to say first single, but I've been saying single, but I don't really look at it like a single. I just look at it, just you know, kind of a, a um introduction, I guess, to me, just a little bit of an introduction to. What you know for what's to come, you know? Okay. That, I have I some wild, wild music. I've uh, heard I mean, this one was just so radio friendly. I think it was the the most radio friendly, you know. So
1: I I actually I listened I to, to, to all I listen to all the songs on your Reverb Nation page. So I've listened to all of them. And uh, I like all of them, and I think before we talk about the songs and about the way that you're singing now, let's talk a little bit about your past, because basically, you know, you're like a famous writer, you've written a bunch of great songs for a lot of huge people, and you're kind of transitioning over from being a, a songwriter to take putting yourself in the spotlight and being the singer-songwriter. Right. And so, tell us okay, like a little bit um, about that. Tell so us a little bit about it. What do you it. want to know? <laughs> well, what do you? First of all, what was it like writing all these songs for all these like huge people? And like, was it, I mean, it has to be super exciting. You're you you've got so many big accomplishments. You're you know you're pretty young to have done so many fabulous things already, and I think it's very exciting. Thank you. Well, yes, yeah, it's, um, it's
0: definitely been uh, exciting for me. I mean, it's. I would say, how it felt was just me being nervous, like I'm still nervous because i'm I'm such a private person, and well, back then, I was much more shy and um just really really I would get real nervous, but I think that's what really helped me write the songs for the artist like when I would get with the artist, it felt natural, but I just think um. I would get I would be nervous on the way there, but once I saw them or once I'm there, it just felt real natural. It felt like this is exactly where you know I'm supposed to be, you know, so you know all the nervousness went away, but pretty much it's been it's been a good experience, you know it was a great experience, and you know this being an artist is new for me too I mean, I've been signed to labels, but I just don't think they quite knew what to do with me, you know? right so um. Yeah, I'm still back again. (laughs) I've never left, but I'm just, you know, I'm I'm getting started. It's new for me being an artist, so, you know. And for everybody
2: that's listening, when she talks about, like, working with artists, we're talking about Maya, Jay-Z, Beyonce, Kiki Palmer... Like that's just to name a few. So these yeah. are like yeah, she's you know, not like writing like, stuff
1: for like your next door neighbor who sucks. Like Hip hop like, <laughs> star. <laughs> she's like writing stuff for like music royalty, not like for like your next door neighbor who sings in the shower.
2: Yeah, fabulous. <laughs> Which, like people need to like know
1: that you know that this is like you're like you're like totally the shit.
2: Because like I think most people would be like Thank a little you. nervous meeting with Maya or Jay Z or Beyonce or something. Not me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I feel, I, no, not I feel other... like you feel. I, feel. I felt, um, I felt proud of myself. You know, you know, just being, you know, young and, you know, I would just look around and reflect and just like, because sometimes I would have to stop because they felt so much like family. Like when I got in there with Jay Z or whatever, you know, Diddy, it just I didn't feel like, oh my God, he's a superstar. Like I didn't feel that way about them. I felt like it was like. This is where I'm supposed to be.
1: Well, that's because like,
0: you're one feel of them. I like, oh, my gosh, you know, I just met J-Lo, you know. Like, I felt like, you when know, was high, like, hi, high, but, I mean, I was, I felt really humble, but I, I respected where they had, you know, came from and their success. And I think I was excited about just, you know, being around people that have, have had a story and... Have worked so hard to get where they are, and they're successful, and that was my more of my excitement. But as far as as far as I'm being like a celebrity or so, I didn't look at them like that. I, I felt more like it was natural, and I was home.
2: So what you I'm know? learning from you too is like, um, you know, because sometimes it's like you just write a song and then somebody buys it or it gets picked up somehow. But like what I'm getting is like you like literally wrote songs with them for them you know, working with them,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which yeah. is, like, that's cool. Yeah, no,
2: um,
0: <laughs> a lot of people always ask, you know, like, how did, um, you know, I get my songs to, you know, how did I get people like that to hear my songs, and I would just say, like, it came from me being at the right place at the right time, you know, like, I would sing everywhere, like, I would sing everywhere, and one day, a person, you know, this guy heard me singing, and he offered to introduce me to um, one of the group members of Jodeci, and he was, Devonte was actually producing and writing a lot of the stuff for Jodeci, and that's who started me in the music business, and from him, I just went to another producer, from that producer, you know, work, me working in the studio. They they would hear my music coming from, because then, back then, it was the Hit Factory, and they heard my music, you know, the Hit Factory in New York, yeah. and they heard my music coming out of there, and they would come by and stop by, and that's how I, you know, got with Jay-Z and Maya and everybody, because they were like one big family. Everybody knew each other. Everybody knows each other in the music, and it's just fun, it's funny. I think um, it's
1: a, I think it's a good way though that you're going look, yeah. into it. Like yeah. I think you're getting into it in a good way and I think there's a lot of very, very successful people who wrote a lot of stuff for people before they actually tackled singing on their own. Like Neo, you know, used to write tons of stuff and now Neo is like a household name. Mm-hmm. And pretty soon Makeda's gonna be a household name too and it's gonna be cool as shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm excited.
0: I'm definitely excited and I think, you know, you know, after twelve years You know, being in the music business, I think I'm well seasoned and I'm, you know, I'm built for this because, you know, you have to be built for something. You have to have patience. You know, you have to carry patience and, you know, you just have to have fun with it. You know, you can't get too caught up. You know, you have your ups and downs with everything. And I can't say I've just been so happy, you know, the whole lot, you know, um, because I'm human. And so, you know, I have days, you know, that was just so tough, you know, going in there to do this, do that, but I love what I do, but I'm still human, and, you know, I think I was just so young, and um, I decided to pull back, you know, and I would pull back, and then I would come back to the business. I would pull back again, and I would come back. Like, I knew I what knew was too much for me, or I knew what I could handle and couldn't handle, but now, I'm, I feel like I'm definitely, I'm definitely ready, oh, yeah. so it's one thing to think you're ready but to you know know you're ready and to feel you're ready is just you know two different
1: things so I think yeah. it's terrific like I think I think you're ready I've been everybody too we should say because you can hear a lot of Makeda's songs if you go to ReverbNation.com slash M-A-K-E-D-A story you have a you have like five I think like there's like five songs on there they're all really really good and um the one that you're like letting the world like hear first, which is not your first single, it's just your first song. You're letting lots of people hear with your name attached to it.
2: We're introducing, <laughs> yeah, we on the Jimmy story. Star Show. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> uh, the
1: first song, the first song is Punk Rock Love, and um, tell us a little bit about the song, and then what we're going to do is let you introduce it, and we're going to play it for everybody. Okay, um, Punk Rock Love
0: is of course a love song. But it's just me expressing, you know, using colors and love together.
5: You okay. Know, you think
0: about pump rock. You think about, you know, whatever. No, I think about colors.
5: Okay. So you
0: know? I want to leave, you know, whatever the person that's listening, wherever they want to go with it, I want them to just go with it. Because I have a big imagination. So, you know, I just want the, the person, you know, people, to, the listeners to love it, you know, but just give them another direction You know, another exit, I should say, you know, to to listening to music. Like, love doesn't always have to be said. Like, I love you. It could be expressed in different ways, you know what I mean? Okay. We're all talking about the same thing out there, but just, you know, this is
1: your way. This is one of your ways. Okay, so go ahead and introduce the song for us, and then uh, we're going to play it for everybody.
0: This song is called Unclock Love.
1: And say who you are.
0: know, well, you're listening to it now on the Jimmy Star Show.
1: Cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Love by Makeda Story. I still th- I think your your name is so beautiful. The song is awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Oh, good. I, I thought we lost you there for a second. Good. And I think the song is awesome. I think it, it, you are correct in saying that it's very radio friendly. I think people are gonna like it. And uh, I think thank that it's just it's just awesome. And I'm very happy that we got to play it here on the Jimmy
2: Star show.
0: Thank you. Yeah, thank everybody's dad likes it.
2: Everybody's hearing it on the radio now. Damn straight, it's radio-friendly. <laughs>
0: I freaking love it. Yeah, I know. It's really radio-friendly. My manager kept telling me that, you know what, this is the song. I'm telling you to go with it. And at first, you know, I, I kind of didn't want to go with it. I, I like the song. But, you know, I wanted I wanted it to be the top hats and bow ties that I have, you know. That's a good one, but, too. And, um, we're just going to just try to ease, you know, just slowly come in, you know, really humble and at a good pace. And I think pop
1: rock love it definitely works out to be the first. There you first. go. So again, I want to tell everybody you can go to reverbnationcom slash story and listen. She's got. I think there's five songs. Drew and I both have a favorite song, and it's the same one. And that is my heart, <laughs> my heart. And it's uh, more of like
2: a ballad. It's yeah. a ballad,
1: you know. And I have a thing. And this is my like music theory is that that you know up tempo songs, um, lots of them. I love them. I think they're great. They sound great. Uh, but I I also know. From personal experience, I know people who can't sing at all who've had, like, number one hits and they really can't sing. And I, like, know they can't sing, but I know oh. that autotune does a lot to help them sound okay. And you can't fake a ballad. Mm-hmm. And so my mm-hmm. heart is a ballad, no you know, and you sing beautifully on it. And it shows that that, you know, like, that in your pure voice, like, you are fabulous. Thank you. And so everybody needs to go Thank and listen so to all it. of them. So everybody needs to go to the Reverb Nation page and listen to Punk Rock Love. And you should also like, call your radio stations and all, whatever radio stations you Especially if you're on Twitter, there's a lot of indie radio stations. You should be like requesting it at all those indie radio stations and tell them all to play it so we can get a campaign going to get her on, on yeah. the radio. And then you should go and listen to My Heart and all the other songs that are on her Reverb Nation page because they
2: are all awesome and she is a true talent.
0: Thank you so
2: much. I think it's, like, such a big deal, too. Like, in today's industry, like, I think really one needs to be multi-talented. I think, like, it's it's really hard to just make it, um, yeah. like, even as a singer. I mean, like, in uh, everybody you see today, it's, like, everybody can sing. Everybody can dance. Most people, you know, are, like, into writing songs. People have an idea about their own image and how they want to present themselves. And it's, like, I think you need all of that. And dang, like, because you can write hits. Like, you write hits. It's, um, you got, like, a real leg up. It's like, oh my God, you're gonna take the world by storm.
0: Thank you. I truly want to do that, too. I think I you're too. gonna do it. Because I want to reach the people, you know? You know, I just want to reach people and just to see their reactions and then love the music, like, that. that is just, that is such a that's a big deal for me, you know. So yeah, I definitely want to um get out there and take the world back to us. So is
2: writing for yourself different for you? Is it a different experience or how does it go for you? As opposed to writing uh, for other people? Oh, Writing for myself,
0: yes. Sometimes, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot more. You know what? They used to have to trick me when I was writing songs, maybe for another person. It was, they would have to say, you know, of the songs... This is just do you, this is your this is your song. They would have to trick me sometimes because when I would write a song for someone else, if they told me it was for someone else, I would overthink it. Okay. You know, I would overthink and I was like, Oh god, what is what do they wanna say? I hope they like this, I hope they like that. But when I just do me, that's what people love. Like that's the sound they want. So, yeah, it's two different things. You know, when I'm when it's for me, I just go I just start singing. I just let whatever come out because, like I tell people, life inspires me to write. There's so much, you know, that I have to think about if if, if life inspires me. So, you know, with someone else writing for someone else, though, I'm I'm careful. I'm so much more cautious. And I would just have to come out of that zone and just say, you know what, just do you. Okay, just do you. Because that's what they want really anyway. That's what they wanted. So it's, it's, it's much different.
2: That is cool. Like, that's like a really cool answer. I I actually, you know, I didn't know what you were going to respond. But like, I really like that idea. Because I think it's true. Like, if you're trying to do something, you know, it's like, get it right. It's kind of stifling. Yeah. But if you just let yourself go, and people, that's what people want, you know, authenticity.
1: Right. I think so, too. I think right. I think it's awesome. I think that you're going to have a huge – I mean, you already have a huge career. I think you're going to have a huge career as also as a singer-performer. Um, I think that – I don't know. I'm like, kind of like really excited. I think it's like really, really cool stuff, and I want you to make sure you, you get us a copy of my heart. <laughs> 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 and, I and I, I I'm going to do that. And, I, no. and we also – you know. We, we also want to thank your manager, um, which I actually met so, so just so everybody can see what a cool world Twitter is and everybody needs to get on it. Um, if you follow on Twitter at capital H, capital D, 90, and a small Z... That's Makeda's manager. That's who hooked him. that's who I met to get like Makeda on the Jimmy Starr show. What a cool guy. Everybody should follow him on Twitter. He's really cool and uh he's a great promoter because like yeah. he's promoted you all over the place, you know, even before I yeah. even before I knew who you were to have you come on the show when he was like when I was speaking with him, like I saw stuff all over the all over Twitter about you. That's how I, I was like, Okay, who is this person that this he tweets so much about her, I needed to know. So uh So uh, I thought that it was uh, really cool. So we want to thank him for having you uh, come on the show. We want to thank you for coming on the show. We wish you all the best of luck. And um, any cool things that you got going on, make sure you let us know, and we'll bring you back. I definitely will. Thanks for having me again. Absolutely. So, everybody, thanks so much. Makeda Story, go to her Reverb Nation, find punk rock love, listen to it, request it, and thank you very much, and have a great weekend.
0: You too. Thank you. Right, bye,
1: McKayna <laughs> That was Bye. Awesome. Oh, terrific! All right, everybody. So, thank you, and uh, that was she's terrific. so cute. She and, like, so I,
2: cute. I love her promo picture too. Like she is beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. So it's not like uh, you know writers who need to stay behind the scenes and be writers. Like she can come out. So uh, tell me, what do we have going on? Somebody was calling Chad.
1: Yeah, we had Jared calling in. You want me to give him a call back? Who? Jared King. Who's that? with the Jefferson. oh okay <laughs> is that, is that yeah. the time oh i don't know their names oh yeah that's his name i didn't write their names i just wrote this kid, the Jefferson. yeah we can call him that's okay we're, we're good do it do, do it. it do it oh hello. hello hey jared is this jared
6: this is jared
1: oh my god listen to that accent that is awesome <laughs> <laughs>
6: pretty sexy huh <laughs>
1: <laughs> hello and welcome to the jimmy star show Hey man, how you doing? We are terrific. Are you there by yourself or is there anybody else with you?
6: Uh
1: I I'm here by
6: myself in my lonesome house here, but Jeff Rana, um, he is at his lonesome house um on another account. So are we able to add him or
1: Yeah, we can add him. Have him call and and chattel at him. Or Or Skype, right? Yeah. Yeah.
6: That that sounds good. He's a very charismatic man. You want him on the call.
1: Oh hang on, say it again. Chad, tell he's him.
6: a very, He's a very charismatic man. you want him on the call.
1: Okay. Hold on one second. Go ahead, Chad. I
7: want to turn the speakers down on your end a little oh. bit. We're getting like a bounce off the wall coming
2: back into the mic thing.
1: Okay. Turn the speakers down on your end a little bit, Jared, so we don't get the bounce off the wall
2: effect. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> oh, yeah, because I can hear myself. Yeah, I, I heard myself just there,
1: yeah. I just thought that was so cool that I could like throw my voice. <laughs> echo. <laughs> nice Echo which just makes it a lot of fun. So yeah, he can call in and we can add him uh chattel, chattel Adam to the line and then we'll be rocking and rolling whenever he's like ready. And in the meantime, welcome to the Jimmy Star show. Yeah, well, it's
6: good to be here. It's uh 5:30 a.m., so forgive me for my
2: slowness. Oh, that's Oh, oh my it's god. It's 5:30. I didn't even think about that. We are like so sorry
1: for that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I am so sorry. I It's 3:30. It's 3:30 for us. In the afternoon, so it's like working. P.M., it's just, yeah. yeah. it's terrific for us. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, is it still dark there?
6: Uh, yes, it is. This is what I do for you guys, though, you know? <laughs> this is how much I care.
1: Like, what time does it get light in the morning in Australia?
6: Uh, okay, we're probably looking at maybe two hours
1: after from here on out. Okay, so like 7.30 in the morning it gets light. Okay. Yeah,
2: yeah. So your inquiring fans want to know, like, are you fully dressed or are you, like, calling from bed or what's going on?
6: <laughs> I'm, I'm literally in a pair of Ugg boots and uh, some underwear, some, some tiger underwear.
2: There, <laughs> there we go. So Australians, like, really wear Ugg boots? <laughs> That's not uh, just, like, do. a myth?
6: <laughs> we have genuine Ugg boots. Keep me really warm. It's important, you know. I don't want to catch a cold and get the sniffles.
1: I is, it, it. is it cold yeah. there right now?
6: Ah, yes. (laughs) Yes, it is. Yeah, very cold. Outside, at least, anyway. I'm all right. Right, because it's
2: summer here, so it's winter there. Summer, or, I don't know, it's the reverse, right? I don't know. It's seasonal. Okay, so, like,
1: it's about, it's like (laughs) 90 degrees here.
6: <laughs> fahrenheit yeah we we work in Celsius, and that means absolutely nothing to me, yeah.
1: okay, it means it's hot like you go outside, <laughs> okay. you go outside and you like sweat like how cold it- is it in Celsius there drew smart, she'll be able to tell me what that is. <laughs>
6: I, yeah, no, I'm I'm used to the sweat in summer, but uh, winter over here in in Sydney actually gets pretty cold sometimes, man. Yeah, it's a bit of an effort to to get out of bed sometimes.
1: Like if you go outside and you like open your voice and like blow, will smoke come out or whatever you call that when you, you know like when it's cold? I condensation, condensation. Yeah.
6: Yeah, yeah. No, I'll, I'll I'll get that. Yeah, yeah. It's like one of those <laughs> old school kind of films, you know, when the guys kind of smoking around the the corner.
1: That's cool as shit. Yeah. <laughs> We should let everybody know, too, every, by the way. This is Jared King from the Jefferson. I was kind of waiting for, for Jeff to call in, and then we would introduce the whole band. But since he's and not he's here And he's on bass. Yes.
6: Right. Jared does uh, bass. Can I add him from, from my end? Will that work? Sure. Okay, cool. Uh, i, I don't have, know all, all can this can time. Talk, I've just been sitting here just dawdling. But um, here we go. I'll try and give it a whirl now. We've never done this
1: before, so we'll see how it goes. First time for everything. <laughs> That's right. There he is. Is he there? Hello. Can you hear me? Looks like someone joined us. Hello, Jeff. Can you hear me? Oh, Oh, I heard something. I heard a bubble.
6: Oh, here we go. Now this should work. Maybe he's gone back to bed. No, Jeff, are you there? Uh, I am here.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He just woke up. (gasps) So, Jeff,
1: how do we pronounce your last name? Uh, Rana R A N A. I knew it's R A N A. I just didn't know how to like actually like say it. Rana. Okay, so everybody, welcome, Jeff Rana and Jared King from the Jefferson, calling in from Sydney, Australia. One is in their underwear, and the other one is <laughs> I don't have any idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have no idea either.
8: Actually,
1: um, yeah. Good morning. Good morning. Afternoon. Did you make up? Did you wake up with morning wood? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Wow, this has gotten a very intimate interview, like, really quick. you
8: quick. You guys sound very happy. I like this. Yeah, we are happy
1: because you guys are on this. First of all, we're naturally happy, but we're happy because you guys are on the show, and you guys are a fucking kick-ass band, and we're very excited about your music. There you go.
6: Thanks, man. And just just for future reference, we can say fucking? Really? You can
1: say anything you want. You yeah. can...
6: They were shocked there, weren't
1: they? <laughs> <laughs> I was oh. like, it went silent. I was like, oh, my God, they don't handle compliments very well. <laughs> That's what I thought, too.
2: <laughs> Maybe they're
1: shy. Yeah, you can say whatever you want. This is um, this is internet radio. We're broadcast in 155 countries. We're like one of the dopest internet entertainment television – I mean entertainment radio talk shows in the world. And, and you can say like – shit and fuck and whatever you want
2: and tell us your <laughs> deepest uh, darkest secrets your deepest,
1: darkest secrets that's right that's why i was asking all this thing so before we get started why don't you guys say both of you guys uh tell us what you do in the band and then say hey uh, one at a time and uh and then say hey to the people in the chat room
6: all right I'm, I'm jared i play bass in the jefferson so hello to all the people out there and all the people in the chat room Jeff, it's your
8: turn. I'm Jeff Jeff from the Jefferson um, shit and fuck.
2: (laughs) And actually, um, did we introduce me to the guys? And you? I didn't introduce us
1: yet. Okay, now we're going to introduce us. Um, I'm going to introduce my co host, starting off with Drew Albright. She's the diva of cool.
2: Hey, guys, welcome. I like Uggs too. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: That
2: was before you came (laughs) on, Jeff. (laughs)
1: Then we have our man the man behind the boards. We have uh, Mr. Chad Murphy.
6: (laughs) What's going on, Jeffersons? (laughs) I don't know. Chad gets a musical intro, I'm jealous.
1: They may not. Yeah, I'm behind uh, the board. Did you now did you actually know what that song was? You guys might not know that song. I'm sure they've heard that. Have you guys heard that song ever? That was the theme song to the to a TV show in the 80s called The Jeffersons. Uh,
8: Uh Okay, uh, yeah, uh, didn't is know that in, like one of our tracks? <laughs> <laughs> it is in a small
1: world after all. Yeah, like I, I don't think the people in Sydney, they don't know the Jeffersons. <laughs> That's good for them. Yeah. Anyway, it's a very <laughs> funny show, and uh, and so that was the theme song, and, and Chad's very good at like tying things together. Yes. You know, except for that, yeah, that was the, Jefferson. the, Jeffersons the Jeffersons. That's the Jeffersons, and you're the Jefferson. fun. Yes.
7: Welcome to the show, fellas.
8: Thank you,
1: thank you very much. And uh, I'm Jimmy Starr, we're very happy to have you guys, and I think it's like awesome, and we want to also say congratulations that you uh, newly signed to Spectra Records, Spectra Records is the bomb, baby.
8: Yeah, yeah, no, it's good, we've um, we've been speaking to Bobby, and Bobby seems like a pretty cool guy,
1: so... Bobby rocks, Bobby rocks and rolls, and uh, Spectra is awesome, and we feature a a Spectra guest every week on the show, and and help promote as much as we can. And and we were very excited to see your stuff. One thing I'm excited about, which I, you guys probably don't even watch like American TV, but when I was growing up, The Young and the Restless was my favorite soap opera. I used to rush home really? from school to watch The Young and the Restless. And the fact that you had a song featured in The Young and the Restless, I was like, that is so cool!
8: Yeah, I think the Dave of
1: cool is questioning that. Yeah. That's okay. She found out that I liked... Uh, I don't know. I'm not going to He go was the <laughs> head
2: of his comic book club. We found that out on the radio a little while ago. And I was like, really?
1: Yeah, and I also, as a kid, wanted to, like, be in... I wanted my mom and dad to be the $6 million man and the bionic woman. So now you know
2: all my secrets.
5: <laughs>
2: but they found out I had a six-foot-tall poster of MacGyver, who's played by Richard Dean Anderson on my wall growing up. So I get flack for that. <laughs> Did you guys have MacGyver in Australia? Yeah, we had... We did
8: have MacGyver. MacGyver was pretty cool, you know. He could get himself out of anything, right?
2: Exactly. Just a paper clip and some string, and he was good to go. That's it. That's <laughs> it, man.
8: we preferred to have our song on uh, MacGyver, actually. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, totally.
1: So, so you guys have an album that's going to be coming out on Spectre Records, and we have a single we're going to play in a little while. And I have some uh, – now that you guys are going to be like becoming popular in America, you have to get back on your Twitter because I went to your Twitter page, but you guys don't tweet.
8: Yeah, Jared, why don't you tweet? Because
1: Twitter is a really good way to like build up your fan following. For people who, who uh, want to find out more about you guys, they can go to Facebook.com slash The Jefferson Band and like their page. They've got pictures and all kinds of cool shit up there, so definitely you want to do that. But uh, but we want to be able to promote you. We need more ways to promote you guys, so we have to uh, you know get you back on Twitter because I'm a Twitterati and I love Twitter.
6: Yeah, <laughs> cool. right, right. I'm, I'm I'm too verbose for Twitter. I find you know like I don't, how many characters is it? One forty. One forty. One forty. See, that's just not enough. Did you, just,
8: <laughs> did you just say you're too gross for Twitter. <laughs> no. <I'm>
6: <laughs> <gross>. <laughs> Come on, man! You're a book. We want the, we want these people to realize that we have you know large vocabularies here and we're well educated.
1: You, say, you sound like it. That's you just because have alligators
8: like guys Florida, yeah.
1: Yes, we, we do. do. You have them there
2: too, right? Like crocodile Dundee. Yeah. Crocodile. So this is
8: like you guys are kind of like Australians.
2: Yeah, we are. We'll be honorary <laughs> Australians. Good day, mate. <laughs> Good day. That's, yeah. That, that was really bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know you guys don't say that and don't talk like that. Do they actually say that in Australia? <laughs> do people say that? No.
8: How do you know? Uh, they kind of do uh, sometimes, <laughs> depending on how much they've
1: had to drink. <laughs>
2: <laughs> only when they're quoting Crocodile Dundee movies. That's the only time. Mm.
1: Like, don't we have some... Uh, oh, no, wait. What are the good... Uh, wasn't there an Australian? Do you guys like horror movies at all? Oh, Ooh, yeah. There was a cool horror movie, I think, about the guy who picks the people up at the bottom of the mountain. That was Australian, wasn't it? Yeah. Creek. Uh, Wolf yeah. Creek. Wolf Creek. Yeah, Wolf Creek. Definitely.
8: Yeah, that, yeah, that's an actual true story as well.
1: Oh, is it really?
8: Yeah, it actually happened. There was a guy who was uh, kind of picking off backpackers.
1: Oh, my gosh. That makes me like the movie even more. I love that movie. I love really? that. It is yeah. so scary, with, that movie. Come visit Australia. <laughs> we can live
2: it. Like we really <laughs> do know. Actually, like- that guy was cute, so I kind of be down with that movie. <laughs> we're, we're big horror movie fans. There's another one about an alligator, Dark uh, Waters. Dark Dark it? Water. No, that's the one I like. Is Dark Water, where it's uh, they're in like the, it's kind of like a mangrove forest or whatever. Yeah, and a real one. gator is stalking them. Yeah,
1: no. There's two of them. There's another one though, though. They get stuck on like this little island, and alligators eating everybody. Yeah, I don't like that yeah, one. Yeah, that's as the one much. I like. That, that's the more a, like action one. one. As
8: well called uh, Priscilla, Princess of the Desert.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Queen of the Desert. <laughs> Actually, that's a good movie. It has good songs. I like that movie. It had
2: some good wardrobe. I thought.
8: Yeah, yeah. a lot of a lot of good ABBA in that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is so much funny. So I heard you guys actually were in the U.S. though. You guys did a tour in the U.S. and you even got to showcase a South by Southwest. How was that?
8: Yeah, that no, was really good. We did a South by. We um, we also went up to Canada for Canadian Music Week. Okay. We'd been over to uh, Nashville as well for the next big Nashville. So we're kind of like a, a showcase hall, really.
1: that's that's super cool that's awesome how was South by Southwest like we we actually have never been to South by Southwest we're gonna maybe be going to that soon and uh but everybody we know goes to it and everybody says it's a lot of fun did you enjoy it and did you enjoy America Uh,
8: oh yeah definitely we we didn't want to leave um South by Southwest is like an onslaught of music you can't you can't escape music it's just everywhere you know um Mm -hmm.
6: Yeah, it's like St. Patrick's Day. Uh any any like public holiday that you can think all all rolled into one. Okay. Amazing. Yeah. And, I like that. And there's just music coming uh from one side of the street to the other. It's just it's just everywhere. everywhere absolutely everywhere you can. There's like, um, like
8: 2000 bands, man, from around yeah. the world. You know, it's like one you know, street. Yeah, yeah. You just need to have a rest from music after the week. You can't, you know, your ears are bleeding. <laughs>
2: That works. So, like, um, and, and, and your liver as well. Was that your first time coming to America?
8: Yeah, pretty much for Southway, wasn't it, JKs, that was our first first trip there. It was oh.
2: just, like, you know, we we're like, what he called
5: the JKs.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: that's so cute. I'm gonna call him that from now on too. So, like, um did you guys have any like perceptions of Americans that you either confirmed or disconfirmed? Deconfirmed, denied <laughs> <laughs> Eradicated
8: Um I don't think so. I thought uh you know I thought Texas everyone was gonna be riding around with like, you know, those big ten gallon hats and yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I actually think that's true. I actually think they do that too. I would think that too, and I live here. <laughs> <laughs> So you were in, you were in Texas and you were in Tennessee and then and you were in Canada and you were in California too, right? Yeah.
6: Yeah. yeah. Covered all that. I covered all the
8: bases.
1: <laughs> and so how was Canada and how was it a lot like how was Canada compared to America?
8: Um, it was just higher. <laughs> 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 That's weird. Really um, it was uh, Canada was great. It was um you know, the Canadians I think are similar to Australians as well and um this is crazy kind of weather up there. It was like one day it was 27 degrees, the next day it was like minus 6. I didn't know what was happening. but um, Yeah, it was a good, good music scene up there as well. Cool. We really fell in love with um, Nashville, to be honest.
2: Yeah. Nashville is like really nice and actually like good weather, but it's so creative there musically.
8: Yeah, we, we were there in Nashville for um, a month. Uh, I was doing a bit of songwriting there, and we kind of um, from there. That was kind of our base, and then we took off and sort of you know toured the states. But when we got back to Nashville, it was kind of like coming home, you know.
1: That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. actually too, because it's really cool that Nashville more now now is like more of like for all genre, you know, musical genres. Everybody's kind of like going there. Like for a long time, you know, if you didn't sing country, you didn't really go to Nashville. But now it's you know kind of like a place to go for all the genres. Yeah, and uh, and so like I think that's like super cool. I haven't been there in ages. Yeah, I, but I was everyone, everyone
8: thinks it's, like, uh, Nashville, they think away country music, but it's like you said, man, everyone's going there, and it's like, you know, there's a blend of all kind of different musical styles. So.
2: Yeah, which is cool. And you have a little, like, folksiness, too, at times, especially, like, on some of your acoustic uh, work it, that kind of comes through, which I really like, which, you know, Nashville, I'm sure, appreciates.
8: Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, I mean... Cause we're, you know, I'm actually, um, we've got the debut album coming out. I'm, I'm writing a couple of tracks at the moment, like an acoustic track for one of them. And, um, yeah, I guess it is a cross between that kind of folky kind of acoustic-y know, you know, style.
1: So, so talk a little bit about the new album. So you're going to have a new album. It's going to come out. It's going to be called All the, Love, <coughs> All the Love in the World. Is that correct?
8: yeah it is yeah we do have a few titles floating around. they all seem to have love in them, you know that's kind of the that's Jefferson we kind of love everything and everybody <laughs> some days okay, But, uh, yeah it's all the love in the world man so um there's a there's a track on there which is actually called all the love in the world but um it's got yeah I think we've got to have probably about twelve tracks on there, and um, we're really looking forward to getting that uh getting that out
1: to the world absolutely with all the love. <laughs> We should probably
2: play a song too, so that people can hear.
1: Yeah, we're gonna play a song. I have well, before we play a song, let's let's go to a question. So, uh, and I don't know, maybe I read this and I forgot. Like, how did we come up with the name the Jefferson?
2: Yeah, I want to know that too. <laughs>
1: oh.
8: Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, there's it's a pretty uh, it's a, kind of a simple story, really. The drummer uh, was calling me because my name is Jeff. He was calling me Jefferson as a kind of a, a nickname. And our first gig, we needed a name, so we, we called the band Jefferson.
3: Okay. And then, uh,
8: yeah, so we kind of uh, we thought we'd come up with something better a bit later on.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> At least it's <laughs> real. Kind of At stuck, least yeah. it's real. Which and what, then you added the the. <laughs> well,
8: the Jefferson. Dropped, to be honest, we're dropping the the. the. We're we're going for a, a new direction. We're just going to be called Jefferson.
2: There you go. Okay, got it. Just Jefferson. Yeah, yeah. But, we, but
8: I do like the uh, you know the connotation we've uh, Thomas Jefferson, one of your, you know, presidents, he, he was kind of, uh, you know, I think a pretty, uh, you know, forerunner in some of the ideas that he had, too. So, we kind of like that connection as well.
2: Absolutely, yeah. That's and actually,
8: when we got to the States, we thought we were already famous. We we went there,
1: and it was like, hey, man, they've named a bank and a, a city and <laughs> everything else. <I'm sorry. laughs> You know what you could do when you tell that story, you could keep it the same but except for you just change the tone of your voice like, "Oh, it's a great story." And mm-hmm. you know, they call my name's Jeff and like they call me Jefferson and we needed a name for our first gig and so we were just like, "Jefferson, what do you think?" and just like, you know, be all a little bouncy with it and then people would be like, "Oh my god." Especially when you have all these groupies that are going to be like grabbing at you guys, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like you no, could tell means- them anything. <laughs> you could tell them anything and like you could they would be fine with it, so.
8: It's actually,
1: a little bit hard to be bouncy
2: at 5.30 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate that. All yeah, right, we glory. appreciate that. <laughs> we don't ever really consider what people have to go through. Because, like, uh, you know, and two, to, to listen, because we're broadcasting in 155 countries, you know, people are listening at 5.30 in the morning, too. Hello, all you sleepy people. I know. We had a guy yeah. call we up we from Iceland. You. He
1: was like, but he said it was, like, dark 24 hours a day, so, like, it didn't really matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it. I'm actually talking
8: through one eye right now.
1: So what we're going to do is we have a single called Mayday, we're going to play it for everybody And uh, how about if you guys introduce it, say who you are and introduce it for us and then we'll play it for everybody to hear
6: Alright, I'm Jared from the Jefferson, this is our track Mayday
1: I'm Jeff from the Jefferson, this is
6: our
8: track Mayday Oh wow, you're stopping me
1: By Jefferson. Not the Jefferson, but Jefferson. <laughs> Yay. Yay! Congratulations, guys. It's awesome. It's an awesome song, and I think you guys are gonna like blow up in America.
8: Yeah, we're, we're We don't
1: want to blow up America. We, just, uh, <laughs> no. No. <laughs> <Terrorish>! <laughs> no, in America. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna like blow up in America. And uh, I think it's like awesome. And when we were talking a little bit when we were on the break, like who are some of the bands that you guys like like a lot?
8: Um, at the moment, I've been listening i uh, a you know, pretty broad spectrum of music, but um, Glenn Hansett, he's got a new oh, album uh, I like all uh, of them, yeah. Sigur Rós.
2: Yeah.
8: Um, everyone, but really, yeah, I guess, you know, Kings Leon, Keen, Radiohead, U2, all those kind of like, you know, 30 Seconds to Mars. Oh, I like yeah, that. They're, they're all the bands
6: that we definitely uh, all agree on. Um, but then each individual member kind of has their own separate differences that kind of, yeah, they're their own thing. Jared's a lot into ABBA. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's actually a drummer, Andy. Andy's not here, but he, he loves ABBA.
2: I like ABBA. I like ABBA too. <laughs> yeah.
8: Taylor Swift, he's a big Taylor Swift
2: fan.
8: He loves Taylor Swift. I like Taylor Swift.
2: Yeah, okay, I'm going to beg off on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Actually,
8: I think he just wants to have sex with Taylor Swift. Could be that. She's cute. She's cute.
2: So, like, I can totally hear, like, the 30 seconds to Mars, though, and the Kings of Leon, and, like, you too. I mean, just kind of these, like, epic, you know, stadium, anthemic. I mean, your sound is so big.
8: Yeah, exactly. That's, that's kind of where we're we're trying to head, you know, the Stadium Rock. And even though we only play really small clubs, it kind of, you know, that's what we're trying to emulate.
2: <laughs> I love it.
8: I Come and emulate. see us. It's like, you know, seeing you too in a, you know, a small little pub. <laughs>
2: <laughs> do you guys like Coldplay?
8: Yeah,
6: I love Coldplay.
2: Is that like a real yeah or like uh you're like... No, totally. Totally. Okay, I really okay. do
6: Coldplay. Um uh, don't know so much about the new album But uh, Rush of Blood to the Head was definitely their, their high point And um, that was one of the first albums I bought as a, as a kid
2: Yeah, yeah, I definitely love that Do you uh, guys
1: watch like Australian Factor? What's it called? Australian Idol?
8: Uh, no, we, we, actually we just had The Voice down here
1: Okay But you and, used uh, to have Australian Idol, right? Because we actually had Guy Sebastian on the show
8: Oh, yeah, right, cool, yeah, Guy Sebastian's, Um, he's doing pretty well these days, actually, out of all the Idol contestants that came and went, he's probably the one who's kicking it the most.
1: Yeah, yeah. he did actually, a little... Actually,
8: my, my mate plays guitar for him in his band.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, well, cool. We had him on the first year that we were on the, sh- uh, that we had the Jimmy Star Show, because we're in our third year now, but in our first year, we had him on, and I was so excited, you know, to have him on, because... Um, uh, his publicist or somebody, they actually contacted us to have him come on the show, and I was all excited. Nobody knew who he was, but I was like, I know, because I go on YouTube and watch like all the X Factor auditions and, and American Idol and Australian Idol and all the different country idols and stuff. I watch all that shit on YouTube. and like, So yeah, yeah. I was super excited when we had him on. I had bought his first album, and I thought, oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. So, like, I'm a big guy Sebastian fan, so – And most every band we talk to, though, from every country, when we ask them if they watch like whatever the idol is in their country, they always say no.
8: (laughs) I kind of get excited. Like the voice came on, and I was really pumped about it. I watched the first two episodes, and then I kind of just forgot about it. I was just like, oh, okay, yeah.
1: Actually. um I think that we had uh, the American voice. We've had, we had one of the guys on the last season of The Voice in America. He was on Team Christina Aguilera, and we had him on the show a couple of times, and he was really cool. His name Moses was Moses Stone. Stone. But in general, I only like the, the audition part of the show. Like at the very beginning when people are singing and all the judges have their chairs turned and they can't see him, I like that part. But then once everybody gets to see him and the teams get picked and stuff, I don't really like it. I just like the actual audition part.
8: Yeah, I think I think that's actually when I turned off. I was like, okay, I've seen enough now. But um, I like that name, Moses Stone.
2: Yeah, he's cool. Yeah. He's like a hip hop rapper singer. You and, would actually uh, like him because he's like hip hop, but also his sound is like really big too. He's kind of anthemic and epic in his in his sound too. He has a new uh, yeah single yeah.
8: Out. I, I actually just sang a sang a track uh, with this uh, hip hop artist the other the other week actually he's got an album coming out and he wanted uh my voice on a on one of his tracks so that was pretty cool i get into hip-hop as well hip-hop's really cool oh actually is he good yeah well, he's from he's from the states he's from new york actually he's living here in um in sydney so he's kind of you know he's got that american thing happening. He sounds a bit more authentic than the uh aussie hip-hop
1: okay the only reason I bring that up is because like Spectra actually is setting up a hip hop label, and uh, and so we're looking for like cool people, but only if they're like really really good. <laughs>
8: <laughs> yeah, cool man. Well, I'll, this guy is really good.
2: Yes, you should oh, have that oh. guy contact me. <laughs>
8: yeah, will definitely.
2: If he wants to have your voice on there too, like that's a good credentialing because then like he recognizes talent because your voice is amazing. And what's interesting to me too is like. Um, there's I listen to your EP, Safe Return to Earth, and there's like a lot of variety on that EP in a way it's kind of like hard to classify you, but too, your voice um is very flexible and, and changes with the different kind of genres of the songs, I would say.
8: Yeah, my voice kinda of a little bit schizophrenic, I guess. So
2: <laughs> <laughs> But like you it's can do it, all, actual. which is cool. <laughs>
8: <laughs> no, yeah, no, it's good. I like, I you know, I try to try to sing as well as I can, and whatever comes out comes out. And if it's good, it's good. And if, if it's if it's not good, then we we don't keep it.
1: There you go. That works.
8: That that even makes sense.
2: Yeah. Absolutely,
1: absolutely. Um,
2: <laughs> so, like, what's your creative process too as a band? Um, you know, you guys seem like you get on. Uh, we're missing two of you. Like, um, do you guys all contribute or? How does it all work with you?
8: Uh, yeah, I mean, I do a lot of the songwriting. I'm kind of like seeing a songwriter, I guess, and I just, you know, I bring bring the ideas that I've got to the band, and then we we jam them out, and guys come up with like, you know, obviously amazing drum parts, bass parts, you know, guitar parts, and we kind of sort of meld them all together, and then yeah, we get a Jefferson track that pops yeah. out at the end. Yeah, yeah,
6: it's kind of two different ways. So it's a Jeff, yeah, brings an idea, and then it goes through the Jefferson filter of all of us throwing around ideas and jamming it out. Uh, otherwise, we usually just kind of get in the rehearsal room, and um, we'll literally just jam an idea, a riff, a uh, progression, a melody. Not, that's not
8: a metaphor, actually. We, we actually do have a Jefferson filter. It's a massive nice <laughs> bigger uh, machine. <laughs> <laughs> we throw everything into it.
2: And <laughs> Andy right. always votes for ABBA, I'm sure.
3: Yeah, like I want to put an ABA
2: drum track in here. Let's
8: let's get some more Taylor Swift in there. Like, shut.
1: (laughs) I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome. That's why we do have this filter.
2: One thing too, like um, with you guys and putting like love in the title of your song, like I immediately when I heard, um, oh, I can't remember which song. Maybe it was Control. Like I immediately got like a Beatles vibe from you. Uh, Like you're all good looking. Uh, I could totally see the girls just going crazy. I could totally see you being a phenom. Um, Your songs are kind of like pop, rock, upbeat, and uh, and then too, like when you're talking about all the love influences, I can just totally put that all together.
8: Yeah, well, I mean, it is true. We're all very good looking.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for that. (laughs) It's good that you know it because a lot of people don't know it and that screws everything up. It's like know it and wear it with pride there you go
8: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah well it's it's actually we're all very um you know we've, we've got actors that we we get in to take photos of you know album covers and all that stuff we're you know we're actually not that good looking <laughs>
1: So I think uh, what we should do, we want to tell everybody again to go to uh, your Facebook page, which is Facebook.com, The Jefferson Band, and they can like your page there. Um, when your album's coming out on uh, Spectral Records, we'll probably have you back, and that way we can like actually promote it so everybody can go and buy it. And um, we want to thank Bobby Collins from Spectral Records for setting this interview up. We want to thank you guys for getting up so early to be on The Jimmy Star Show and uh we appreciate it. We think you're going to take take the world by storm. The music is awesome and we want to thank you for coming on the show.
8: Yeah, thanks for having us again. And um yeah, it's, it's good to chat to you guys. Thanks to Bobby. Thanks uh to uh, Jimmy Star Show.
1: There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and now you guys can like uh take your uggs off and go back to sleep. <laughs>
8: Unless you sleep. I'm actually already asleep. I actually never
1: wake up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for coming on the Jimmy Star Show and start tweeting. There you go. Definitely. All I'll right. I'm tweet right now. I'm off to bed. All right. Thanks. <laughs> Have a good one. Thanks, Bye-bye. Guys. Thanks, That's guys. Awesome. Bye. Bye. I, bye. I love those accents. I think those accents are just freaking awesome.
2: Yeah, we're accent whores here on the Jimmy Stars Show. Yeah,
1: we really do like it. Again, we want to say hey to hey everybody in the chat room. Joanna, I see all your tweets. You're rocking and rolling. You're just totally awesome. And uh, Shelly, like, I know you're on Facebook. I don't know if you're on Twitter because I don't think you are. But maybe you should get on Twitter, too, so we can tweet to you.
2: <laughs> yeah. And um, actually, too, we should say for the band, um, their Twitter is Jefferson underscore band. So that's how you can follow them, and and maybe if we get a lot of followers from them, that will encourage them to tweet from their beds in their underwear with Uggs on. I'm gonna like follow do it now as soon as I can figure out how to do an underscore. <laughs> <laughs> it's um you have to hit one of those special keys on your iPhone uh, to okay. get to it. Okay, got it. Thank you. <laughs> yes, and hey everybody to the chat room too, and yes everything is funky. Fucking bonjour today! Oh, I love that. That's that's the word we learned from uh, Anderson, Anderson. The phrase, I should say, which means everything is cool. Okay, so I'm following. Oh, the Jefferson
1: Band only has eight followers. That's terrible. <laughs> They're only
2: like following four. Okay,
1: so we're gonna, I'm going to follow them anyway. I are going to do a, people who don't have a lot of followers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we're going to do a campaign though. To yeah, get we're going to get them. So everybody.
1: Like, let's get the Jefferson Band uh, on Twitter tweeting, and I mean, we we'll so have cool so people. many fans. Like. So the fans want it, too. That's right. And if you're having trouble finding it because you're not awake, maybe you should take a Dynapep. Yes. And then you can tweet all night. And so everybody, Dynapep is a sponsor of the Jimmy Star Show. It's the world's first energy micro shot. It's very tiny, smaller than a lipstick vial, and uh, you can stick it in your pocket. It gives you 10 hours of energy with no sugar. No carbs. No crash. And you can go to Dynapep.com, and uh, under coupons on Dynapep, they have a little 50-cent coupon that's good through July, and you get 50 cents off Dynapep at Walmart, um, Racetrack, Hess Express, and someplace else. 7-Eleven. There you go. And uh, So you can save 50 cents. Um, If you have any questions, you can go to www.dynapep.com. Or you can dial one eight eight eight. Do Dynapep
2: hits harder, lasts longer.
5: Yeah, we did it good. <laughs> we didn't
2: even have Churchill. That's funny. So it all worked out. Hi, Thomas Churchill. Just a shout out. He just to texted her. me
1: that he's calling, but he didn't call yet, so I'm not sure. Okay. And uh, again, we want to tell everybody um, to be on Facebook and looking out at Spookshow for the uh, Emerging Past trailer. That's going to be like the new teaser trailer for Emerging Past, the reboot. And it's going to be made available for the world on Friday, I believe. It's going to launch on Midnight Spook Show, uh, which is a radio show. It's Midnight dot TV. Is that how we get it right?
2: Uh, spook Show dot. Spook show
1: dot TV. Oh. Midnight
2: spook show dot net. I thought. Okay, or maybe Just plug it's in Midnight TV. Spook
1: Show. It's Midnight Spook Show dot TV. Okay. And uh, at midnight uh, at midnight on Thursday night, they're going to actually, like, release it. And they're going to be releasing it on all their different, like, social networks. And then on Friday, like, the rest of the world can release it. But we want everybody to see it. We want the video to get, like, you know, like 100,000 views in a weekend. Absolutely. So everybody can check it out. And then it will be released on the Emerging Past uh, website on Friday afternoon. Yes. So it's EmergingPast.com. And that's Thomas Churchill's film. It's going to be awesome. And we also want to uh, – Say that if you're having trouble hearing the video, then you might want to check out Bon Jovi DPS.
2: Yes. Bon Jovi DPS is another sponsor of the Jimmy Star show. It's a software plugin and you can download it from DPSplugin.com and it works with your computer. And basically what it does is it makes your sound come alive. And so uh, it doesn't matter what kind of computer you're on or what kind of setup, if it's Mac or PC, if you've got speakers, if your speakers are internal you download this plugin, uh you press a button and then boom. You've got really nice sound. The highs are nice and clear, the lows are big and uh rich and uh it, you can like definitely tell the difference and actually you can tell the difference and test it on their site. You just go to uh dpsplugin.com and you can test it out and they'll also let you download it so that you can um test it out the software on your computer. It's a free forty-eight hour download, and um, and then when you want to buy, use our code. It will save you some money. It's Jimmy Star, all one word, and uh, it's twenty dollars one-time fee for the download. And uh, when you use our code, you save fifteen percent off. So it's awesome. Hello, and welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. How you doing? There you go, Church. <laughs> How's everybody
1: going? Churchill. Everybody's going good! And before you say anything, you have to say hey to everybody in the chat room, because Joanna has been panting. Oh, boy. Oh hello, boy. Everybody
7: the, hello, everybody in the chat room. Uh, sorry for my tardiness.
1: That's okay. <laughs> we told everybody emerging past the new teaser trailers coming out Friday for a world release, and that you're working hard on it.
7: Oh, man. That's, that's just... Given uh, tomorrow's we're unveiling the trailer, we're unveiling the new artwork, the new poster, this movie uh, is going to be very, very entertaining, scary, horrific, edgy, all that fun stuff.
1: Absolutely. I'm so excited. The new artwork and the new poster for everybody because I'm privileged. I've already seen it. And it is awesome. It is so good. I I can't wait to put it up in my office. It's just really awesome. You guys are going to freaking love this artwork. Not that the old artwork was bad, but this artwork is blowing it away.
7: <laughs> well, you got to understand, too, when we, when we set off to do the film, it was always going to have a darker edge to it. We released the, uh, the other version. It was a preview, pretty much a preview festival edition, and uh, it, the fans loved it. It won six awards in the conventions and the film festival circuit. We, we released it for a limited time, which we did, And now the real film, uh, the one that, uh, you know, people call it a director's cut. People call it a reboot. I just call it pure horror. There you go. It's going to be a good film.
1: It's going to be awesome. We're very excited. And I'm also very excited because when the film comes out, it's going to have a new soundtrack. And the soundtrack has awesome guests. And a lot of the people actually have been on the Jimmy Starr Show. Uh, yes, one of the, a lot of the musicians going to be on there. I've been tweeting with all these musicians, and we're friends with these musicians, and it's going to be amazing. And I think the world is going to be very, very, very impressed. It was an impressive movie the first time around. The second time, it is going to blow you away.
7: Well, not just it's. Uh, I wanted to state also, it's not just a having uh, you know added scenes. It's just a new feel. It's told uh, completely different and more of a lot, uh, linear uh, way. The movie is a different. Film. So, if anybody thinks they saw emerging past in the conventions, festivals, or picked up a copy when it was uh, limited time uh, released, you haven't seen anything yet.
1: Absolutely. And if you have one of those old copies, it's going to be valuable because the new copy is going to the new movie that comes out is is going to do extremely, extremely well. And then you're going to have like you know the limited edition copy. We, yeah, we're, doing the, we're, pulling a
7: Lucas, uh, we're, we're pulling the George Lucas, we're pulling the Yankee and everything that's been out on the market. There's no way you're going to be able to see that unless you actually have it already, and, and there may be something floating around down the road, but that movie is never going to be released again in that version. So whoever has it, that's it. Congratulations. you got a collector's edition.
5: I have I it. Have it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, I do have to
5: say Mine hello, Drew, and hello, Chad. <laughs>
1: Hi. Yo. No. <laughs> he said hello yeah. Drew and hello Chad and I said hi.
7: <laughs> and hello Jimmy, you know I mean you're you're, still, you're you're it's your show. So when I call, <laughs> I'm talking to you and everybody and everybody in the chat room and everybody I forgot to say hello to uh, Shelley. The last few days on Twitter and Facebook. It's been very very busy uh, with this project.
1: There you go, yeah, but it's okay. very, very exciting. We're all very excited for it. I told everybody that, that it's getting launched. We've, like, talked about it. Um, when, will, when will everything go up on the Emerging Past website?
7: Um, well, uh, it's going to go spook, uh, spookshow.tv tomorrow night, midnight, <laughs> is going to be the unveiling of the trailer and the poster. And then uh, Friday afternoon Pacific time at 1 o'clock, um, which would be in East Coast time. You guys are already going to see artwork and trailer all over the place. And Pacific time, it'll go up on the EmergingCast dot com as well as uh dot com sites uh, as, and everything else.
1: And then you can just go to like our Facebook pages because by by Friday afternoon, oh. it'll be all over the place. Yeah,
7: oh yeah, by Friday <laughs> afternoon, it'll be all over the place. Exactly.
1: There you go. We're rocking and rolling. Okay, we're very we, very we excited. Are.
7: And I have to say it's balls, you know. I haven't said that yet today. It's balls. And how you doing? And booyah.
2: There you go. <laughs> we uh, we said some of them for you earlier. We just it just came out retarded. <laughs> it's better when you say it, Churchill.
7: <laughs> you got to have the Churchill swag. Yeah, you know?
2: exactly. Balls. That's
1: what they say. <laughs> the how you doing? That too doesn't come off. Drew tried to do the how you doing, but how uh, you
2: doing? <laughs> how you doing? Yeah.
1: It, it, it depends how you say it, Drew. It's, how you doing?
2: Or, hey, how you doing? How you, you know? doing? How you doing? How you doing? And
1: hey. That so you. much fun.
2: <laughs>
1: so much fun, and we're enjoying all of it, and we told everybody, too, about Connect Shot and Dynapep and Bon Jovi DPS, and so, like, everything is rocking and rolling here. And I have a shout-out, yes, too. I was just
7: going to say, you know, my phone that I'm calling in, my speaker isn't working properly, and I was wondering if there's a way that... Uh, Bon Jovi works on cell phones. Is that true? <laughs> but you guys did the commercial already. Actually,
2: <laughs> well, I didn't mention that they do have an app for the iPhone. And uh, so you can get the uh, iPhone app, too, for your phone, which is awesome as well. And it it's, like, amazing because, uh, you know, you're listening with your little earbuds. And then with Bon Jovi, it sounds a million times better. I mean, it's like the music comes to life. So,
7: yeah. It sounds like you're standing right next to me, Drew.
2: Exactly. So you go to... Uh, dpsplugin.com, and you can find out about the, uh, the iPhone app, too. Yeah, so there you right. go, Churchill. Oh, well, that's good stuff. That's
7: good stuff. And, you know, somebody just stopped me in the, in the studio where I'm at, and they asked me, they said, hey, I'm looking to do some sort of convention and some sort of private oh, thing. Oh, to- wait, wait, we've
1: got to stop that commercial. We're going to stop that commercial because <laughs> now we have a caller, dude. Sorry. We're coming back no, to Arcadium hope- that's Entertainment. How it works. Is there? Are they there now? You betcha. Hello, and welcome to the Jimmy Starr Show. Oh what's up? <laughs> That's hilarious. Going? It's going good. Who is this? This is Steve Lemmy. Lemmy, see so you were right. Lemmy!
2: I was <laughs> right. We had we were just voting on like which way to say your name and I just won a million dollars.
1: Oh, well,
9: share that with me. Um, yeah. Steve Lemmy, like, let me have a million dollars. There you go, <laughs>
1: dude. Awesome. We're very excited about having you on the show. Before we get started, let me introduce all my co-hosts. Starting off with the diva of cool, Drew Albright. Hey, Hi, welcome. Drew. Then we have uh, the cool cat of film, uh, Mr. Thomas Churchill.
7: What's hey, up? How Tom? you doing, Steve?
9: How are you? <laughs> I'm great. How are you doing?
1: I'm good. I'm good. And then, Lucky we, story. then we have the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Steve
7: Lemmy, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, Chad. How's it going? It's going that way.
5: <laughs> okay, okay. And, and uh,
1: I'm Jimmy Starr. We're very excited to have you on the show, and uh, and and I'm happy that we got that Drew got your name right.
9: No, now listen. So like, so I'm just calling in on like on the fan phone line, and you were guessing that it was going to be me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's is that the way we're playing this? Like we're just going fast and loose with this, huh?
2: Yes, fast no, and loose yeah, on the Jimmy
9: Star
7: show
2: calling it this
7: way. We throw you right into the lion's den.
2: Exactly. That's right. <laughs> we're live, and we like that live radio, so you're live in 155 countries right now. And you can play Fast well, and loose too, what? man. <laughs> what does the, uh, what's the time delay on this, in case I swear? No, You
7: can swear. It's not a goddamn time delay around here.
9: <laughs> even, if, even if you have a wardrobe malfunction, who gives a fuck?
7: <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about that,
1: Jimmy? The only thing is that we're kind of like promoting iHeartShakey. And um, so the Times' Which is a family doesn't mention, but it is a family film, so we should talk about that before, and then you can go and like, say as many terrible bad things as you <laughs> want.
9: <laughs> I told them, I was like, you know, you really shouldn't put me in this movie because, you know, it's like R rated movies are my thing, but they insisted. And, and that's okay, except now I feel bad because, like, the I Heart Shaky. They've started following my Twitter page. <laughs>
5: yeah, which is awesome. <laughs>
9: <laughs> which, which and I really feel like it's it's definitely restricted what I can do now. Like I have I have a few things that I want to talk about that I used to be able to talk about that I can't now because I'm aware that that uh, you know I'm coupled with the, with the family market now. So I'm good.
2: I'm going to behave myself. Uh, well, we could maybe do like we'll have family portion where we talk about it, and then we'll have like the the back portion where we can just let it rip how about that and then they yeah, can cut know, out the family functional portion.
7: family portion of the show
2: <laughs> yeah then they can cut That's that all, out let's, for let's their promos but let's, i guess we'll stay functional <laughs>
1: yeah. so one thing let's, you could do say hi to everybody in the chat room what's up everybody
9: in the chat room
1: there you go i'm loving it <laughs>
9: <laughs> <laughs> what, did you want something more? I, no. I don't understand. How does how does it work? Where's the chat room? Is it on the computer? Or there's a or chat what, room. Like, there's
1: a chat room on the computer with a bunch of people in it, and then there's people listening live, and then anybody who's watching the station uh, on the W four C Y website can actually see Drew and I. Uh, they can see us sitting in the studio, and then Tom is Skyping in. From, uh, is calling in from L A. because he's in L A. Okay, that's where I am. There you go. So that works. And and uh, how are your balls? Whoa. Power my balls? Yeah, Um, because like, didn't you get kicked? Didn't you in uh, (laughs) in uh, in super troopers? Super troopers. (laughs) Jesus, are we talking still family show? Yes, is the family
2: portion or or what?
7: From the tennis match you played earlier
9: today. You know what? I found out from working on a kids' film, which I had never done before. I actually found out that like, when you say the word balls. Every kid within like a 10 mile radius will start laughing their asses off. There
1: you go. So it's fun. I mean,
9: yeah, so if there are balls. kids uh, your ratings have just spiked with the kids because kids love the word balls. So does Tom. There the word you go. Balls are okay.
1: Actually, I think it's really cool that you've done a lot of like very comedic, um, over 15 for, I don't know, like a a PG-13. I don't even know what you call these movies anymore. And now that you're doing a family movie, like I think it's like really cool to have the diversity of it all and the fact that the movie looks actually really, it looks like a really cool family movie and we don't get very many cool family movies anymore.
9: Yeah, no, it's like, it's legitimately wholesome. Like I say that without without tongue-in-cheek attitude at all. Like it is a really wholesome movie. I've never done that before, not even close. Uh, in fact, the last time I did something like this, it was with the director of the movie, Kevin Cooper, and it was uh, you know back when he was a film student, and w- and we made a, a short film together where I played a father of of a daughter, and uh, at Christmas time, and uh, and it was like a you know it's like I got laid off, she complains about not having any presents, and I basically march up to the North Pole and I and I knock out Santa Claus like in a three minute film, and uh, <laughs> it's actually funny because the girl in that. Like, I'm only 5'8", and the girl that he cast to play my daughter was probably, like, 5'11", and, uh you know, like, 12 years old. <laughs> and so, like, there's the first scene is where she's sitting on my lap, like, asking me why she didn't get any presents for Christmas. And, like, the, the circulation to my feet was cut off because <laughs> she weighed, like, 140 or something like that. And then... uh There's another scene where we're walking down the street and we're holding hands. You know, she's my 12-year-old daughter and she was taller than me and her hands were bigger than mine. And I was like, you know, Kevin, I will do this family film with you. But the one condition I have is you have to get a daughter that is shorter than I am. That's (laughs) it. Those are my conditions.
1: So that one worked and actually your daughter is played by Riley Jo Bear. Yeah, she's awesome. And uh, we should tell everybody they can check out information about the, uh, about the movie by going to iHeartShaky.com, which is H E A R T S H A K E Y.com. And basically, this is a, a family movie about a father and daughter who move to the city and they can't keep their dog. Yeah. And the dog yeah. is awesome. <laughs>
7: care, yeah, the dog is I was over that thought, one Okay. Hold that one thought. I have to get back in my studio here. I just wanted to say take care. I'll talk to you guys shortly. Thank you very much. Uh, Steve, hope you balls feel better. And uh, <laughs> everybody in the chat room, I'll talk to you guys soon, and I'll call you later.
1: Cool. Bye. Bye, Churchill. Hi. Right. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right. Go back, Steve, to that point. Go back to that thought.
9: <laughs> the dog. Um, I've already forgotten what I was talking about. We
1: were talking about the cool dog play- played by Ebony.
9: Oh, yeah. The Ebony played the dog. Riley Joe Bear played my daughter. I, you know, I played J.T. O'Neill, and honestly, out of the three of us, I was the worst actor, for sure. (laughs) Like, the first day I showed up there, Riley knew the entire script. I didn't know any of my lines, and the dog was hitting all of its cues, And, like, honestly, everything slowed down for me because I I didn't know my lines. I couldn't do my cues. So, you know, that was a big hit to my self-esteem. I won't ever work (laughs) with kids or animals
2: again. (laughs) (laughs) And usually, like, people say that and they mean the exact opposite in the industry. And so that is very, like, funny. Is that irony? Not really, but it's funny. (laughs) (laughs) What is irony after all? Uh, they say it's like coincidence. Irony is coincidence. I've looked it up several times, but I never seem to get it right.
9: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. All I know is it was, it was, it was a hard spot for me to be in because I, I walked in there thinking like, okay, I've made a few movies here. It's a little girl. It's a dog. I'm going to be the pillar of strength. I'll, I'll be the glue that keeps this whole production together. <laughs> and instead, like, I just sucked. Like, like uh, there was a day, like, you know, Riley and I have several emotional scenes together. And Riley was awesome. Like, she'd go, she'd prepare, she'd come in and just start crying on cue every take. Like, you know, really great, great takes. And if you see the final cut of the movie, the camera's just staying on her the whole time. Because I'd be, like, trying to get my tears going, and, like, I couldn't <laughs> get them going. You know? uh, and there was one day, it was awesome. Like, we were in front of the whole crew and everything. Like, she said something, and I was laughing so hard. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm crying. And she said, now, if we could only get you to do that on film. And, like, and just crushed me in front of everybody there. So anyway, I'm, I'm done. I'm done with kids. I'm done with dogs.
1: <laughs> I freaking love dogs. And, like, I saw a poster that has, like, you guys and the dog, and it also has, like, all these poodles and stuff on it, which, like, I freaking love poodles. And uh, and I thought wow this looks like such a cool f-, you know and, and I'm kind of a sap for family films but there aren't haven't been a whole lot that I like I like The Mighty Ducks you know like I like I have a bunch of cool family films that I think are like fun but I'm not really into the, the animation
2: films all that much so the fact that it's an actual film film um yeah. Well we were talking about that too on the ride here because like one of my pet peeves with family films is that like a lot of them aren't when you actually watch them, they aren't wholesome at all. <laughs> like I watched Rango and I was like, Oh my God, would somebody like bring their child to see Rango? It had all these adult references and sex references and even some of the animated ones. It's like, okay, you know, your parents are killed and now you have to crawl across the Arctic and, you know, but this wolf is going to kill you. And it's like, this is for little kids. It's like, it's, <laughs> it's too much. So I really like the kind of feel-good, like, truly wholesome, like you said, uh, films where you can, like, relax and watch it and you know, like, crazy bad stuff is not going to happen.
9: Oh, yeah. You know, it's funny because like when I was a kid growing up watching the Disney movies, you know, I liked them, but, like, a few of them actually gave me nightmares. Yeah. Because, like, Fantasia, honestly.
2: Me too. Me too. I
9: am so with you. Oh, my God. The Night on Bald Mountain. I still don't like watching that because like that when the mountain opens up into that that i was about to swear but that vampire that monster that honestly scared the hell out of me like i could not i couldn't sleep for for weeks after that and like and even the broomsticks you know like the sorcerer's apprentice that one scared me
2: yeah that one scared me too actually too that whole like fantasia scene with all the dancing oh my god that really freaked me out actually
9: Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And Bambi, you know, it's like his mother dies. Like, that's terrible.
2: Terrible! It's terrible.
9: It's like
5: the worst.
9: (laughs) The closest... Terrible. And, like, and Lady and the Tramp, that's all about sex. Lady and the Tramp is all about sex.
2: (laughs) And, too, like, the um, Dalmatians, where it's 101 Dalmatians, and, like, the evil lady, and she wants to, like, eat the puppies and kill the puppies. I'm like, I cannot take this. Like, don't hurt the puppies. Like, what is wrong with these people? This is for children? Yeah, yeah, and back it up. Let's go. Planned Parenthood, a hundred and one kids. Jesus, wrap it up.
1: <laughs> I think that's funny. So, so this movie actually had like a has a limited release or has a limited release coming. Well, or? It's right
9: now, you know, it's like it's doing the. Uh, a lot of smaller independent films are are taking this road. Actually, a lot of big studio movies are doing it too. Like, it's out on VOD now.
5: Okay. Uh, oh, okay. It,
9: it came out last week on, on VOD, and then if. Uh, yeah, then this Friday it comes out in theaters, but but in a limited capacity.
2: Okay, cool, cool. So yeah. we can check it out on VOD, because we probably have it in our market. And then uh, that's video on demand for everybody who doesn't know that an acronym. But, you know, frankly, actually, this
9: is this is for me, too. I'm not just plugging VOD. I don't know how to – how do you get VOD? Like, is it a channel that you have to order? What is it?
2: No, um, you have to generally be subscribed to cable – and some of the different offerings depend on, like, what, what you're subscribed to. But yours, I would say, like, probably if you have Comcast cable, you have video on demand in your package. And then you just go on your TV and they'll tell you, like, all the different movies that you can watch on demand at any time. So you just click on them and they'll play and it's no extra fee. Okay.
9: See, I have, I have direct TV because I watch a football.
2: Got it. So, and
9: that's the only, you could only watch football uh, if you have DirecTV.
2: Got it. Yeah. And did, like, you,
9: did you know that, Dr. Drew, that DirecTV has cornered the market on the NFL?
2: No, I did not know that.
9: <laughs> yeah, well, they have an exclusive contract with the NFL. So if you want to, like, you can watch local games at home. You guys are in Florida, so you could watch any of the Florida teams play. But if you want to watch any other game, you have to have DirecTV. So I'm from New York. I want to watch the Giants and the Jets, so I have to have DirecTV.
2: Oh, okay. Got it. Well, I'm like, yeah. we're like getting more into sports actually because um, now too, like we had some big thing with basketball. Like we won the, it's basketball, right? The heat? Oh, we yeah, won some big <laughs> like championship and so everybody's all about it. So I'm getting like slowly more into sports, but really I don't know anything at this point. But I'm learning. I'm learning.
9: Okay. So, May like, I ask what you're a doctor of?
2: I'm a doctor of reality studies. Yeah. and basically it's like I am my undergrad in psychology but um, where psychology kind of talks about a lot of genetic predispositions and kind of implies like there is a normalcy that exists uh, reality studies just kind of goes farther and trumps all that and and talks about choice and how to live your life practically basically and not like you are blowing to my mind right now. I
9: feel like I walked into a really smart room.
1: <laughs> Actually, you did, but then I'm here, so then I break it all up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you have a doctorate too, dude. We we all like have doctorates around here, but it's good. And I'm also studying law too, so that'll be my second one. What? What the <laughs> hell? What are you guys doing and, on the radio? And we're in entertainment because uh, you need to have a lot of skills in this world, in this modern world. Totally. And we have a you're lot up. of companies. We have a publishing company. Uh, you can read our magazine, Beyond the Magazine. And we're on the radio. And we have entertainment companies. And we rep celebrities. And we got a lot going on. Record labels. and We do a lot. We're like inter- entertainment like tycoons.
9: This is like... Ooh, it, I, I like that it's word. like I'm filming Shaky all over again. Like, once again,
1: I'm the dumbest person here. But you're the funny one.
2: You know... I- <laughs> I'm not going to let you get away with that dude because I swear because um, I think it's so cool like you guys, I'm going to talk about Broken Lizard we should talk about Broken Lizard Like that you guys got together you guys are doing what you want how you want, getting movies made Um, it, it's almost like insane when you think about what you've accomplished and in a way how fast you've accomplished it I mean like boom 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 these movies are are coming out and they're all like hilarious fun.
9: Right, well, thank you for that. It, it, you know, it certainly doesn't feel like boom, boom, boom from my end. Uh, you know, it's like we're still... We still have to hustle in, in Hollywood. And, you know, we're always... When we get a green light on something, we always go out and, you know, have a nice dinner with each other and, and toast and do things like that. Uh, like, you know, like we still celebrate the green lights um, I, because it is, yeah. it is a lot of work. But, yeah, I mean, you know, we definitely you know, I don't want to downplay the amount of work we've put into it, but we definitely got lucky for sure. Um, you know, just in terms of maybe being in the right place at the right time or, um, you know, getting financing for the movie because, you know, I mean, getting financing for the movies is, is impossible. And then you make your movie and then to get it distributed is even more impossible than, than getting the financing. So, you know, somehow we were able to do it and then uh, got into the studio system, but, um, yeah, thank you. Thank you for saying that. We've uh, it's 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 a good it's a good career. It's fun.
2: Yeah, I think too, um, you know, it's too bad uh Churchill had to go. Churchill is actually working on a movie right now and so he's our other co host and that's why he had to beg out early. But um
9: I just think he's really rude.
2: <laughs> well he's not too. No, I'm just kidding. He's not at all. <laughs> but um there wasn't an ounce of sincerity
9: or regret in his voice. He's like, Yeah, okay, I got to go. See you later, Steve. It was great.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I am so going to send him this clip.
9: <laughs> it's like, I was all excited to do the show. I was like, Hey, you know, like looking at him, I was like, Okay, we got Jimmy Starr, we got Dr. Drew Albright, we got, we got Tom Churchill, right? I was, re- I was like, Hey, Tom Churchill sounds like a cool guy. And I think just brushes, brushes it <laughs> off. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Well, like, because he knows all about um, distribution and how hard it is to get financing and kind of, in a way, like, that's one of his specialties. I mean, people uh, bring projects to him to be made from production all the way through to distribution. And uh, it is, it's tough. I don't know that it will ever get any easier um, either because even, you know, we've had these, like, crazy good directors on the show. And I think Hollywood, in a way, is always a hustle like you're you're always uh, working really hard all the time and it just I don't think it lets up
9: oh yeah no no it's actually getting harder and uh, particularly with the demise of the DVD um, industry now with everything streaming there's even there's really less ways for people to make money Um, you know and piracy and digital downloads and streaming video and everything like that and so it's you know the 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 noose is is tightening for for a lot of filmmakers Um, you know. I, I mean I can go I can bore you to tears with with the reality of the industry. But uh it's getting harder and harder to, to make movies.
2: Actually so, we like that a lot too because uh so much of the Jimmy Star show is people who want to get into the industry and are in and are are trying to break through as it were, and so like any tips you got, you know, the the listeners love it.
9: Well, here's the way it works. Uh like you know when we, we we made a movie in 1996 called puddle cruiser and we had no stars in it it was just us and uh we we got got into the sundance film festival and we went there so this is like 96 97 this is right about the time that then somebody put like i don't know if it like if it was nicholas cage who was in red rock Rat west but like there were a few movies that came out that, that were independent films and like Tarantino had Reservoir Dogs where, where he had like established they established stars who suddenly decided, hey, you know, I've got a great script, it's a low budget movie, I'm gonna do this thing. And then what happened was that the landscape started changing so quickly where investors were realizing, hey, if I put a name actor in my in this film, then I'll automatically I'll pre sell the rights or I'll sell the movie and, and that's, that's a great way to make money. You know, you got Bruce Willis in, in my $2 million film. He'll take points on the back end, and I've got a distributor just right. like that. Then we were there five years later with Super Troopers, and to get Super Troopers' finance, we had to put name actors in the movie. At the time, that, you know, that wound up being Linda Carter and Brian Cox and Marissa Coughlin, you know, who were not necessarily name actors, but for the independent world, they were, they
2: were name enough, you know. I love and, Linda Carter. Like, I am all about Linda Carter. Like, that was awesome. Oh, she's fantastic. She's fantastic. But it's like, when they say name
9: actor now, yeah, what they mean are your A-listers. Like, for you to get a film financed now, you have to have foreign money. Like, they pre-sell the territories. And so w- what happens is, like, if I, if I have a film that I want to set up, there are, I could put, like, a guy, you know, I'm not even gonna like drag anybody's name through the mud, but like there are actors in this country who who you could say he's attached, and it won't mean anything to a potential distributor because in Japan, that actor means nothing right and so uh, you won't get the money, you know like so really it, it winds up being just there are a few actors that you can put in or an ensemble cast that you can get together, and then maybe you can get the money, but uh, the, the investors, the potential investors out there run numbers and they look at what kind of box office these actors do overseas and so but ultimately, what happens now is the only way you can get your film made for any sort of budget is somehow to get it to um, some sort of name actor, but a name actor won 't act in your movie unless they have a cash offer and you can 't make a cash offer unless you, don't you have, have money. money behind <laughs> you otherwise you're you're lying so it 's
1: a catch twenty two
9: it is a catch 22. It's like, uh, it's like having no experience and going for a job and they'll only hire you if you have job experience, you know, it's, it's, it's just like that. So it's, you know, it's, it's harder now. And I think there are companies that are starting to come in and fill the gap. Um, but you know, but then they are few and far between and they're certainly, certainly, uh, scripts from, from the agents. So it's hard, but that's, what's great about, uh, you know, digital filmmaking now, you know, the red cams and everything. Anybody can go out and make a movie now and make it look great. Right. Um, you know, I mean, I Heart Shaky, for instance, we shot that, uh, you know, on digital on digital video, and it was a 3D movie, and the budget was, I mean, I can't say what the budget is, frankly. I mean, I'm not allowed to. But okay. it was under a million dollars, and, you know, the production value is fantastic. And, I mean, who, you know, how can you make a 3D movie for under one million dollars? With uh, with names, I don't advise anybody to do that because uh, it's actually it actually slows down your filmmaking process, and uh, and it's actually harder to find a three D distributor than than uh, than we thought it was going to be.
2: Oh, how interesting!
9: I mean, but we thought it was going to be like a shoe, and you know, hey, let's yeah, make a three D movie. All of the the trend is going towards three D, but what you realize then is that like, uh, you know, there are only a certain. A number of places that can, I mean, there are a lot of places that can show 3D movies now. But then uh, you're competing with movies like, you know, like Avatar and Thor and the Avengers, and and theaters are certainly not going to take the Avengers out to show I Heart Shaky. And so actually, it be, it became a bit of a detriment to the uh, to the the sale of of the film. It was harder to find somebody who would do it, and it's expensive. It's expensive to uh, to make the 3D prints. So.
1: So we should go back to that. Everybody should go to com and uh, check it all out, and they can, like, learn a lot about it and see the trailer and get to, get it on video on demand. And uh, and I guess and then it'll be out in select theaters this week, and pretty soon it'll it'll come out and everybody will be able to see it. And everybody needs to see it. It's a great, wholesome, fun family movie. And then... And I want to you... see the
2: puppies in 3D. <laughs>
1: and then if you want to, like, see Steve Lemmy, like, as Steve Lemmy... <laughs> You can go on his tour because you guys have a Twitter that I started following. It's at com, and you have an actual tour that's like going on a comedy tour that, like, your Twitter is fucking hilarious, dude. And I love Lance wow. Hendrickson, by the way.
9: <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, no, I am, uh, you know, uh, one of the guys from Broken Lizard, Kevin Heffernan, uh, you know, if you've seen the movies, he plays Farva, and he plays Landfill in Beer Fest, Yeah. And uh, Lars in, in Club Dread. Uh, he and I have been touring now, doing stand-up shows for about a year and a half, and uh, we had done a tour with Broken Lizard, like a stand-up tour, because we had gotten our, our start on, on the stage doing um, doing sketch comedy, and uh, we decided we wanted to get back to, to live entertainment, and uh, but now Kevin and I have the bug, and so, you know, we've just been touring around, um, but I think we're going to be down in Florida, we're going to be in Miami um in September, the weekend of uh, September 27th, 28th, and 29th, we're going to be at the Miami Improv um, doing our, our, our live show. So, yeah, you know, you can uh, at Lemmy Heffernan on, uh, on Twitter, and then I have my own personal Twitter, which is at Steve Lemmy, which is my name. And um, it's funny because uh, Kevin and I had started our, our Twitter site together and I realized quickly that it would be smart to, to start my own just, you know, just for the sake of, of having it. And, uh, you know, this, this is a few months ago, and it was actually on a radio show when they asked us what our Twitter handle was. And I said, it's at Lemmy Heffernan. And I also have a confession uh, to make. I started my own Twitter handle, at Steve Lemmy. And I I don't think I've ever seen that kind of hurt in Kevin's eyes. <laughs> Because he
1: doesn't Betrayal. have one though. He doesn't have one on his own though, right? Because I ha- I never saw it. No, he doesn't. He doesn't have one, and he was enjoying the Lemmy
9: Heffernan one because I was pretty much doing all the tweeting, and because he hates you know he hates all that stuff. Like Kevin is a hard headed, stubborn, know it all, anti everything. Like he's farva. He really is farva, and it's like he he refuses to change, and so. Twitter was something he absolutely did not want to, to, to join, and I pressed him into it for, for the live show. But then, like, the sense of betrayal that, that he had, like, he wouldn't speak to me in the car ride home after the radio show. Like, I'll I'll discontinue my Twitter. So he's like, no, I can't tell you to discontinue it. I was like, if you tell me right now, I will discontinue it. He's like, I'm not going to tell you to discontinue it.
2: It's like and Super then- Troopers. <laughs> it's just like that.
9: But, oh my god, it's totally like that. Like like art imitates life. Heffernan is Farva. Our our relationship in real life is actually like our relationship in Beerfest when he was Landfill and I was Finkelstein. Like he drives me crazy. He <laughs> my last nerve. Every weekend. By like by the time we're coming home on Sunday, I'm not I'm not talking to him.
2: That's a really good choice in like a best friend and business partner, dude.
9: Oh, no, no, like this. (laughs) That was a joke. (laughs) He just was really dry. (laughs) He's a hilarious guy, but he's he's a nudge. You know, he's a nag. And it's like, you know, like when we do shows, he's like, he's like, don't drink too much during the first show because we've got a second show to do. So I'll be like, shut your face. Like, you know, (laughs) I'm 40 years old, just.
1: But he's always been like that. He's always been like that. You know what? Do me a favor. Do do a shout out to Leslie and Joanne because they're tweeting. Uh, they're tweeting to you right now, and it's coming to my phone. What, what a great job you're doing on the show! So, like, say hi to Leslie and Joanne. What's up, Leslie and Joanne? They always—they love that. <laughs> I love it too. I think it's cool. And uh, and you should follow me on Twitter, dude. I see you follow almost nobody, but, but like I have one hundred sixty-five thousand followers, so like I'll retweet all your shit. But if you don't follow me, I don't retweet your shit.
9: <laughs> dude, I understand the, the way it works, and believe me, I'm a whore for retweets. And what you just said—the one thing that will get me to follow
5: you—okay,
2: which
9: is retweet you if you follow me and that's now you you
2: have a deal signed in blood there you go i love it because he actually is the master i am a master retweeter retweeter.
1: like my clout i don't know if you know what clout is but my clout went up to a 70 because like i retweet everybody and then they all retweet me which makes my clout go up so so like i love it i didn't
9: know there was a clout a clout meter
1: yes there's a clout meter it's a website that determines your um your influence on on the internet and it goes from a zero to a hundred and I'm a seventy, and Sarah Palin's a sixty six. I'm kicking her ass. <laughs>
9: <laughs> okay then I've got, I've got you know what I'm going to tweet something that you should retweet and you're going to love it, and it's relevant to what you just said.
1: okay i I love that and like and I love the fact that you like that Lance Henderson movie. Now I forgot which one you tweeted about, but like that shit is awesome,
2: the one where he only with wears Brian his back.
1: Bosworth, yeah, with Brian Bosworth.
2: Stone cold Let me
1: stone cold,
9: stone cold okay I w- it, you know it came out. I, I came I was still living at home with my parents. It was like, like, you know, like 20 years ago or something like that. It came out and I was locked out of my parents' house and it was playing down the street from their house in the theater. And I went and I just sat in the movie theater and it that movie blew me away with how awesome it was. Like, plot twists like you wouldn't believe, that like you don't see coming, and awesome ass-kicking. Like, these ju- guys just beating the shit out of each other. It was fantastic. And Lance Henriksen, that was the first time I really became aware of him as an actor, even though I had seen him a million times in other things. But, like, he played the head of the motorcycle gang. It was so badass. It was so badass that, like, I couldn't stop talking about that movie. And and he, here's the deal. When, when we were making Slam and Salmon together, I told him how much I loved uh, Stone Cold and how much I loved his character, Chains. And he was like, he told me he was going to. Um, he had the uh, the vest for the <gasps> Brotherhood. That's the gang that he's the president of. Oh, I love that. He had the vest like it's. It, it was in a frame and like pressed with some with some photos of him and everything. And he was like, "I'm going to give that to you," <gasps> which like which made my day. I was so excited, but he never gave it to me. The bastard.
1: Oh, uh, you know you know that bastards. he makes tiles. He makes artistic tiles of alien of the alien creature. That he actually like makes and he sells them for like five or six hundred bucks. And, and he told me he was going to give me one and he gave it to me. Ha ha.
9: <laughs> <laughs> That's all the clout you've got over
1: there. <laughs> That's right. Because I'm, I'm actually also like I don't know if you like looked into us up. We only have four minutes. But but uh, like I'm actually a celebrity clothing designer. I've dressed like all the coolest freaking people in the world. And I make like really loud clothes with like skulls and I don't know just all kinds of cool badass shit. And uh, so, like, I've dressed him a whole bunch of times, and, like, so as a return, he, like, gave me one of the tiles, and, like, I was so excited. It's, like, one of my prized collectible possessions.
9: Yeah, no, he's, he's you know, I mean, it's, and it's not just, just those. It's, like, it's all ceramics. Like, he throws pots. And, yeah, yeah. Like, right, and it's beautiful. And and uh, but if I remember correctly, like those things, he actually just gave away, like he wouldn't sell them. But maybe he sells them now. I don't know.
1: Well, I think like I think maybe people like got given them, and then maybe like they tried to sell them, and that's why they're because if you go on eBay, they're like a lot of money.
9: Yeah, no, like, I'm the sure buy, they are. They are awesome. He, m- yeah, he mine's awesome.
1: autographed. I couldn't, I wouldn't sell it anyway, like ever. Like I'm like freaking, I'm like a Lance Hendrickson junkie. Lance Hendrickson and Malcolm McDowell, and now Steve Lemmy because <laughs> uh. <laughs> dude you're like rocking and i like the fact that you have such a cool variety in your career of cool fun stuff and that you know basically you're like a you're like you're like an indie who blew up
9: um i uh, well you know i'll tell you this that that was never the intention you know the intention was make like make a movie and get it into one theater that was my dream honestly like you know and uh and we had tried it once with Puddle Cruiser, and it didn't happen. And, uh, you know, we made Super Troopers, and, and I was, we were terrified. We were at Sundance. We were terrified. We were like, God, if this doesn't happen, we're done. You know, it's like there's only so much investor money you can spend without them being like, all right, you guys are bad, a bad investment. And, uh, and we were the first movie to sell at that Sundance Film Festival, and we sold a Fox searchlight, and they put, they put it on 1,800 screens, which was like... I mean, seventeen hundred ninety nine more I than cried. you were looking for. When yeah, you,
1: that was seventeen ninety nine more than you were looking for. So you killed it. <laughs>
9: that's right, that's right, man. And then like, it really blew up on DVD. And uh, you know, it's like all of a sudden one day we're walking down the street and somebody's like, "Hey, Mac, you boys like Mexico?" I'm <laughs> like, "No." It just started. It just started happening from there. And then it was, you know, it just like, I mean, who knows? You know, that's weird. It's weird sitting in in. in in these clothes because it's like it's just me you know it's just me and my friends and uh and i guess this stuff has happened and, and it's awesome that's
5: the uh, best way
1: definitely for it to go that's the best way though to do it like to get to do it with the people that you want to do it with
9: oh yeah oh yeah no i mean we have you know, we have a great time it's it's a dream job and we've gotten to work with people that we watched growing up you know it's like steve gutenberg i just worked with right on my heart shaky and like we worked with bill paxton in, in Club Dread and, and Lance Henriksen, and you're like, you're sitting there between takes, like talking with these guys. Like one time, like on Club Dread at one point, Bill Paxton was like, hey, Steve, check this out. And I looked over at him and he whipped out his dick. And uh, <laughs> thinking to myself, God, when I was like 14 years old watching Weird Science and laughing at Chet. Did I ever think that, like, 20 years later, I was going to be staring at Chet's dick?
2: (laughs) Freaking hilarious. That's a dream come true for some people, so... There you well, go. A, there
3: you go. Well, hi, here's what
2: we'll <laughs> do. Anytime you got anything to promote, we would love to
1: help promote it. Have you come on the show? We want to thank Marla Stoker from Marquee Media Marketing for setting this up. I'm go- I already retweeted some of your twitters, so follow me. And anytime you got anything to promote, um, we have a huge network, and uh, we would love to help promote it in any way we can.
9: Well, that's that's awesome. I appreciate it a- absolutely. I've had a pleasure being on with you guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna follow you now, and I'm gonna tweet. I'm gonna twit Tweet t- t- something. Okay. And you're going to like it.
1: Okay, cool, dude. <laughs> thanks so much for coming on the show. We had a great time. Good luck with everything. And everybody, check out iHeartShaky.com. All right. Thanks, guys. All bye Bye. Everybody, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, have a great weekend. Next week's 4th of July, we'll be playing uh, our anniversary show because the radio station's going to be playing repeats. There you so go. So we'll be back in two weeks live, and we don't know what happened to Steve Gutenberg. Sorry. Bye. <laughs> One day
3: I was walking down the street. My mate came up to me and said, hey, mate, want to go to a party? Party, 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 party. I'm
5: like, what are you talking about?